Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks for February 26th, 2016. This is episode 149. I am Jason DeFilippo. And I am Brian Schulmeister, and I am literally sitting across from you. That is a, that's the first time you've ever come to the actual... Enigma Lab Studio. I love the smell of Woodland Hills in the morning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, doesn't smell like man poo. No, no, it does not. Okay. So we talked about some stuff before that I want to do some follow-up on. Okay. Immediately. Yes. Prime. Amazon Prime. Boy, they're getting bad, aren't they? So bad. Yeah. Uh, my past three or four orders, uh, way off on delivery estimates. Five days for me. Yeah. I bought a new audio interface for this place and it came five days late. Let me tell you a little something, Amazon. I did not pay the $100 or close to for my Prime subscription for your audio selections. Yeah. So here, <laughs> here is a tip I got from a friend of the show, MXV. Um, call them and say, where's my stuff? Right. Uh, you'll get probably a month free of uh, Prime for every instance. That is exactly what happened for me. Okay. I have gotten three months of free prime in the past week and a half. I've just found this to be the general path of, of almost all of these kind of uh, web 2.0 economy 2.0 companies. Uh, they're really, really great at first. And then they just generally start to slack off and suck. Well, I, I don't think these are, <laughs> these are web 2.0 companies. This is Amazon. They were there from the beginning. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is the general trend of, of I think these it's types corporations. Of yeah. Of corporations. It's, um, They'll hook you in with these amazing services that you start to love, and then all of a sudden, they just don't work so well anymore. No, they don't. No, so Prime is crap now. It, yeah, I, nothing has shown up on time. I'm mm-hmm. trying to remember what else I got. I had dog leash and some other goodies, and yeah, nothing. I mean, it's basic stuff. Yeah, I mean, the, the last few things I've ordered, they've all been late. None of them have showed up on time. And again, I paid 100 bucks for second-day, first-day delivery on some items, and I'm not mm-hmm. getting it. Yep. And so you just got to complain. So everybody out there, bitch and moan. <laughs> bitch and moan. T- take a, take a, a page out of the Grumpy Old Geeks playbook and <laughs> complain a lot. I wonder if they're just firing all their delivery people and anticipating drones. No, I, they're hiring everybody. Right. I've talked to three different people who, since Christmas, it was their first day. Right. And they were on different delivery services that I've never heard of. Have you ever, like one track or something like that? Never heard of it, no. Yeah, they, they, these guys show up in these new vans and I'm just like, who are you? And they open the back of the thing and they're like trying to hand me the package and it's like they poured the boxes in. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's terrible. Well, it's good to know that we all have a future driving each other around and delivering shit to each other. That's pretty much it. <laughs> That's all we're going to be doing. That's the only <laughs> jobs available anymore. So oh. good times. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, so we talked about some email tracking issues last week, mm-hmm. and I'd, I'd like to think that this is because of our episode of Grumpy Old Geeks, that <laughs> Tiny Letter and MailChimp have both updated their policies. Uh, I'd like to think that too, but I somehow <laughs> doubt it. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, maybe, maybe people are listening to us over there, but uh, yeah, uh, I, I didn't see anybody else calling them out or complaining about these policies. I didn't either, and I listened to... Tons of shows, read tons of articles, and nobody else talked about it except us last week. So you know what? We're going to take the credit. We're taking credit. <laughs> and I'm glad that they did change their policies because isn't that what you're just supposed to do? Yeah. Oh, that's right. We're in the world now where you do shit first and then apologize for it later. That's right. Okay. Sorry, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. It's like Congress. <sighs> Hashtag do your job. That's, that's all I got to say about that. 
<laughs> oh, hey, we're on Instagram. Big news. Oh, this is big news? Doesn't it make sense for a podcast, which is an audio <laughs> medium, to be on a purely visual social network? <laughs> that doesn't even have outbound links. Yep. Yeah. Why, yeah, why didn't they ever do? It's stupid that they don't have outbound links. I think that they were trying to mitigate spam. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess it doesn't work, though. No, it doesn't work because what they do is people will create an account and in the profile, the links work. Yes. And then I've seen these one these one accounts where you go to the grid page and they've posted like 12 images that make up one big image Mm. and say, come check out my webcam live, (laughs) you know. Good times. Anyways, uh, we're at Instagram.com slash Grumpy Old Geeks. Won't you follow us? <laughs> we posted a picture of uh, Jason's studio this morning. Exciting stuff. A very dark picture. We're going to have to work on that. That was before you uh, opened up your blinds here. I know. I like to work in the dark. I know. I, you know, you're a goth. I thought you might explode if I opened the blinds. I'm an ex-goth. Ex-goth. You, uh, you'll notice I'm quite tan from Hawaii. Okay. <laughs> That's right. I guess goths don't go to Hawaii. But you never think goths go to Disneyland all the time either. But you did that. Well, yeah. We were a strange group. <laughs> Uh, so guess what I did this week? I have no idea. I SSH'd into one of my servers for the first time in four months. Wow. How did that feel? Gross. Yeah, it's horrible, <laughs> it isn't it? really gross. I've actually, like, I did a lot of that this week because I'm starting to scale back. I started removing old sites and I'm just going to basically take my hosting down to next to nothing because shocking people don't want to pay for hosting. No, they don't. Uh, people don't want to pay for bandwidth. People don't want to pay for fuck all. Yep. That's pretty much how it goes. <laughs> so. uh, actually, yeah, we did have a bit of that discussion with uh, with your day job boss on, on Facebook this week as well. Uh, there was some uh, comments about and some discussion of... Uh, of subscription models and and that sort of thing, and it always it's always the people that don't work in in content industries that think everything's just fine. Well, <laughs> the, the funny thing is, we do work in a content industry, but we work in a content industry where we give it away for free. Yes, and sell sell them other stuff. Yeah, but yeah, I thought he was completely wrong uh, by saying he. Here's the long and short of it: a friend of mine went to Forbes.com and then made a post saying. Oh, Forbes won't let me read this article because I have an ad blocker on. Well, I'm never going to Forbes again. And I'm sure Forbes is just like, oh, okay, who? See ya. <laughs> yeah, we just we just lost an uh we just lost hits for yeah. that's not gonna come to our bottom line. And I just was like, dude, people gotta eat. Yeah. And I have, you know, slowly reversed my position on a lot of ad blockers, and I'll turn it turn it off for many sites that I would like to support. I don't click on the ads. Actually, you know what? That's not true. Guess what I bought this week off of an ad that I found on a website that was in the sidebar. Auto Blow 3 came out? No. Okay. <laughs> I bought a belt. I bought a new belt. From an ad? From an ad. Okay. It's this new, it, I don't know if it's called, quote, belt technology, <laughs> but. It's, it's the greatest innovation in belts in 25 years. Since I've been losing so much weight, my belts, I'm either like squished like a sack <laughs> of potatoes or my pants are falling off. And this belt is like a ratchet technology. Guess what you get to look forward to on uh, on Grumpy Old Geek's Instagram soon? Uh, Jason's belts? Jason's belts and uh, (laughs) sacks of potatoes. All right. Uh, but no, this thing, it, and it was, it sold out for a month because it, you know, is a new tech, new technology that everybody's going for, I guess, but I'll get it in April and then I'll tell you about it. But I did buy something off of an ad that I found on a website. I feel like a rube, but it looks like a cool belt. Right. Well, to be fair, you could have ordered it on Amazon with your Prime membership and promising two-day delivery, and you still wouldn't get it until April, just like you are now. Yeah, because <laughs> I, 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 I am positive this belt was Kickstarted, so I may never oh get the God. belt. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, but I 100% agree with you about the ad blocker thing. Uh, I've done the same thing. I, I, if it's a site where I really enjoy the content, I allow myself the ads. Mm-hmm. I let them stream because you got to eat. 
<laughs> all we do is complain about like how journalism has died. So we can't be the hypocrites that refuse to do the ads. I know, like we have been for most of our career, but you yeah. know what? I yeah, um, I'm just like you got to you got to do what you got to do. The web does not feed itself; we feed it with our personal information. Where we're going on vacation, like Hawaii, mm-hmm. and uh, where we buy our belts. Exactly. In the news. Man, I thought I had a really bad ride with Lyft. <laughs> this guy, <laughs> actually. By all accounts, he probably uh, there, there was no complaints about his uh, his driving. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the Kalamazoo Uber driver who was killing people in between his fares. Uh, yeah, that was a thing. Uh, Brian, you're the Uber guy. You're, you're you're our Uber correspondent. Bring us into this. Yeah. Um, I know we're, we're we're laughing about it, but it's it it is a <laughs> well. We were just talking right before we started this segment about whether we were even going to cover this story because it's a bit old and obviously it's somewhat gruesome. And I was kind of like, how do we not? Yeah. Uh, we talk about Uber all the time. Uh, to be fair to Uber, um, he had passed. Wait, wait, wait. Never before. Have you ever said those words on this show? To be fair to Uber. We have a show title. <laughs> Damn it. That sucks. <laughs> Rewind. Con- delete con- that. Continue. Uh, this guy did pass a background check. He was one. He actually did have a background check and he passed it. This is just one of these. He's uh, a crazy motherfucker. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really what it comes down to. However, it, we cannot not say that this guy picked up people in between shooting people. Yep. And that's what you get with Uber. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what else. I mean, obviously this is going to lead to there being probably class action loss or lawsuits or something against yeah. Uber. Uh, I, yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. I, I, there's nothing that can stop crazy people from doing what crazy people do. So again, I'd like it to be fair to Uber, our, our show title. Wait a minute. You're actually, <laughs> I've turned into you and you've turned into me throughout the <clears> history <throat> of this show. This is getting scary. Oh, don't worry. I still hate Uber. Okay. I, I completely despise their their entire setup and and what they're trying. Their philosophy as a company is is wrong, and I will get into that now with something that doesn't involve killing. Uh, the city of Calgary in Canada has uh, basically passed new bylaws for public transportation, uh, taxis, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, modernizing their system. They're one of the first uh, cities to kind of do a a. I love this economy 2.0 type uh, <laughs> type legislation for for public transport, and uh, Uber has basically found it too onerous to do, and uh, will not be going into Calgary at all because they require these backbreaking things like a two hundred and twenty dollar annual licensing fee and a thirty dollar Calgary Police Services criminal history fee and an annual inspection fee. They actually asked for two, then scaled it back to we'll just look at your car once, all of which I find beyond reasonable. Totally okay, acceptable. Uh, yes. Uh, $220 per car for a $50 billion company. Far too onerous. Mm, Far terrible. too onerous. Besides, we all know that even if Uber agreed to it, they'd fucking pass it on to the drivers. They wouldn't shoulder the cost. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so, the drivers would definitely have to do it. Yes. Yeah. So uh, there you go. So I still hate Uber. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I love Calgary. Good job, guys. I've never been to Calgary. It's actually quite beautiful. I mean, it's the it's the Texas of Canada. Uh, there's a lot of Texas of Canada, oil money, very conservative uh, for Canada, which still makes them fucking liberal compared to all of us, but uh, yeah. uh, great meat. I mean, it's, it's a cow town, so you're going to get some awesome steaks. Uh, great city. Really okay. cool. I mean, everything in Canada is just better. Okay. Colder, but better. <laughs> Colder, but better. <laughs> okay. Uh, Kenny, 
Our buddy from London. Oh, yes. He uh, sent us a tweet, said, uh, did this, did, 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 GOG podcast, did this cross your radar yet? And it was this <laughs> open letter to my CEO, which by now it has crossed everybody's radar. Uh, yeah. I have some things to say about this. Okay. But I would like your read first. Um, it's... <laughs> if you... She covers a lot of things in the letter that you and I have talked about. Yes. Uh, this is definitely a reaction to the decline of the middle class, the uh, shrinking uh, workforce, the lack of great jobs out there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then I realized how young she is. Mm-hmm. And this is her first real job. And then I went, you know what? Shut the fuck up and suck it up. <laughs> I worked, my first job out of college was shit. I got paid $20,000 a year. I worked my ass off to make $20,000 a year. The theory is you eventually rise and get better salaries. Now, there's an argument that that isn't happening anymore. So I totally sympathize with her for that. However, this is your first job. Shut the F up. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's my thought. Here's my thought on it. I don't think this is what it seems. I think she was going to quit because nobody, even if this is your first job out of college, Mm. nobody in their right mind would write this and not expect to be fired on the spot. The millennials come from a way uh, different attitude than you and I do. We would never have posted an open letter. We would have done a very private email to our own friends. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. On a, on a BBS with the, with dial up. Um, But here's the thing. She's also, she's a writer. She wants to be a writer. Yes. Which means this, this feels like a prank. It feels like a punk prank that, she expected to get fired. She expected this to go viral mm-hmm. and using the fact that she got fired could then propel her writing career. Now, okay. that said, I could be wrong because I'm a, I am a conspiracy theorist <laughs> and I, I like to look for the hidden, hidden gems of uh, weirdness and everything. But I mean, it's, it's plausible and it certainly would make sense. And it's obviously garnered her a lot of attention and the writing was fine. Uh, I disagreed with her opinions and thought she was a spoiled little brat, but the writing was good. Um, What are your thoughts on Yelp firing her for writing this? They say they didn't fire her for writing this. Mm -hmm. But she Uh, is fired. Which is utter bullshit. Yeah. That's bullshit. It is that's bullshit. That's like I am stepping down to go spend more time with my family bullshit. Well, know? that's that's why <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even bring up that aspect of it that they didn't say it because we all know she fucking got fired. She got fired for it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's ridiculous. Um <clears throat> but I do you think I, that Yelp is justified slash has the right to fire someone who posts something publicly that is critical of the company. Absolutely. If she's talking about internal processes mm-hmm. that she signed paperwork that said she would not talk about. Yes. One assumes that she did sign a contract. I'm sure she has an employment contract that is very detailed in what she can and can't talk about. And she talks about internal business practices there. Yep. And by doing that, she, they're fully justified in letting her go. Yep. Um, they're also justified in letting her go because this was kind of a cunty letter. Yep. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's a, it's a tough one for me to crap on her too much because there, like I said, there are so many of the points that, that we make on the show on a regular weekly basis about the actual reality of working in the world right now. Yes. But we also haven't, (laughs) and here's the other issue. We haven't vetted this letter to find out if it's real and everything that she says is true. Everybody Um, takes it at face value that what she says is, is gospel because she, she does write it in a very compelling way which is why she might be a good writer. Who knows? Well, Maybe she we, didn't even work at Yelp. That would have been the funniest part. <laughs> we, we can vet 
the high cost of living in San Francisco. We yes. we are we know this. Mm-hmm. Um, Glassdoor, which is a company review site, lists junior account executive salaries for for the business, and they're very low. And mm-hmm. one would assume she was not even a junior account executive; that she was even below that. Yeah. Uh, so we can vet the amount of money that she's approximately making and mm-hmm. know that it was not enough, especially not to live in San Francisco. So some of these things we can kind of surmise to be somewhat true. Okay. And <laughs> all of that said, I want to say that our response is not nearly even as good <clears throat> as Jordan Cooper's response on the morning dump this week. Did you get to listen to that? Uh, I listened to about five. I had to drive to Woodland Hills this morning, so I got about five minutes into it. You drove to Woodland Hills. You should have had time to listen to the whole show three times. <laughs> it was a busy morning podcast and download all the way. Blah, blah, okay. Blah, blah, blah. So anyway, here's the deal. <laughs> uh, go check out the episode of the morning dump called life. Isn't fair where Jordan pretty mm-hmm. much takes her to task by saying, nobody told you, you had to live in San Francisco to take a shitty job. You can live pretty much anywhere in the country, live better than in San Francisco and have a shitty job and still pay your bills and eat and do laundry like everybody else. That's why he moved to Louisville. And it, it was it's a, it's very compelling, I thought. It, it's a good argument. And it's a, a really fair argument. argument. Yeah. If you hate your life so much, and you, there are things you can do to change it. Move being the first mm-hmm. one if you live in a place that you can't afford. Yeah. And then move back when you're smart enough and can take the job that you can't afford. Yeah. Move to Tallahassee and be an Uber driver. Or move to Arizona <laughs> where they're actually putting their... Uh, you know, customer service reps out of now. They're yeah. like, oh, we're moving everybody to Phoenix because it's cheaper for people to live in Phoenix and talk on the phone for Yelp. Yeah. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Derp. Derp. <laughs> no, so, yeah, I agree. Uh, there are tons of things you can do, and I would just like to to let her know because I'm sure she's going to listen to this show Oh, as I'm well. sure she's listening. Um, we spend an awful lot of time bitching and moaning and complaining, and uh, let me check. Did we ever specify any single client that we've ever worked for? Um, we did in the first episodes that we deleted. And then we deleted it because you don't fucking do that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's this thing called, uh, integrity where you don't really kind of do that. Yeah. But. I mean, even if you just don't do it, you don't be specific like that. You can discuss your situation without calling out someone mm-hmm. and, and that's the way you should do it. And in the old days, what we would do is you go get a blogger account with a fake name mm-hmm. and then you bitch and moan about it and yeah. you still don't even say who it is. Exactly. You still don't say who it is. Yep. So, so there you go. <laughs> uh, kids these days. Kids these days. Now, I found an article, uh, and this actually came out of that discussion that we were having um, with uh, with uh, about journalism and and Forbes and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, journalists under threat from within. Um, this is on Medium. Hey, that's my line. <laughs> well, like you said, I'm becoming you. You're oh, becoming me. Right. Fucking uh, Uber. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, it really kind of gets into the what we've known has been going on in journalism uh, for quite some time. I think it's an interesting read. Uh, it really kind of explains why journalism sucks. And it uh, does yeah, call out someone by name. <laughs> oh, yes. This is uh, from Frontline Freelance. It's called Journalists Under Threat From Within. Yeah. And it uh, specifically relates to a comment that Stephen Hull Editor-in-chief of the Huffington Post UK. Oh, yeah. Uh, made a, on Radio 4 <laughs> yeah. in uh, the UK. If I was paying someone to write something because I want it to get advertising, that's not a real authentic way of presenting copy. When somebody writes something for us, we know it's real. We know they want to write it. It's not been forced or paid for. I think that's something to be proud of. He's proud of basically saying, we don't fucking pay our writers. Yep. Well, that's the Huffington Post <laughs> business model. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, I... 
Look, man, I come from that mm-hmm. world. I had a blogging network before Huffington Post, <laughs> and we didn't pay anybody, but we didn't have any money to pay anybody. We had plans in place to pay people. Yeah, that's kind of the problem is that the real business model became what we all used as the temporary business model because we weren't making any money yet. Yeah. We had always intended to pay people for their content. Mm -hmm. Uh, We just kind of fucking crossed that off the list now. Yeah, that's it. that really is kind of it. <laughs> yep. Right. It doesn't it, matter how much money Huffington Post makes. It ain't fucking trickling down. And I'm sure that uh, frontline freelance here didn't get any money to write this on Medium. No, because sure Medium. Yeah. So. Well, Medium did mm-hmm. have they they've been scaling back, but they did have paid sections where they were paying people to write premium content. What? I I can't say for a fact that this frontline freelance is one of those paid ones, but you know. If anybody out there wrote for Medium for one of those and actually got a paycheck, I would love to hear from you. Absolutely. And I would like to know if it was actually for more than the cost of the stamp to send it to you. Yeah, we would we would, we would actually like to talk to people like that. So mm-hmm. if, you, if you know people that are getting paid to write articles for these freemium sites nowadays, put them in touch with us. I yeah. think that'd be a fun interview. We'd, we'd love to have a discussion with them about it. Absolutely. So uh, let's uh, talk a little bit. Uh, Facebook is expanding and pushing Facebook instant articles more and more and more. That is actually something that I'm working on at the moment. So it is of my of interest to me. Oh, my this God. You're actually, you actually have to work on this? I, I'm i doing some work. Oh, uh, can you tell me their client? No. <laughs> no, I can't. There you go. Because I'm a fucking professional. Uh. <laughs> um, no, so I am working on this right now. So anything instant article related is of, of relative interest to me. So it gets into uh, this particular article gets into uh, how BuzzFeed is basically all in on instant articles, which is not surprising because BuzzFeed basically would not exist if it wasn't for Facebook. Uh, That's Facebook true. was their bread and butter, always has been. So they're going all in on it. The New York Times, however, is only pushing some things because they are still on a subscription model to make Uh. (laughs) money. So it does not make sense for them to put all of their content into Facebook's hands and display it. Exactly. Yes. You don't want to take everything behind the paywall and put it in front of the paywall because otherwise there would be no paywall. Exactly. (laughs) And as we know uh, from last week, Cosmo's all in because – Fuck yeah. it, why not? <laughs> yeah, what- I'm sure they they probably will be, but uh, you know, for them, they're not they're not trying to make money from subscriptions. They are just uh, who the hell knows how they're actually making money these days anymore. Yeah. So knows? yeah. Okay. But uh, the thing with Facebook instant articles and and the way that they are supposedly going to be monetized is, of course, Facebook is rolling out their own ad network, so you can split revenue with them and let them put Facebook ads into your instant articles. Of course you yes. can. Yeah. <laughs> This has all happened before. And it will all happen again, except now there's a lot less money involved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I was kind of hesitant to speak about the Kesha, Dr. Luke situation. Are you, are you aware of everything I'm aware. that's kind of going I was, on? I, 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 was, <clears throat> I was quite saddened when this came across the, uh, the show notes. I'm like, oh, really? I, I just – there is a note that needs to be made. Now, obviously, no woman should be forced to work in a situation – where they even feel threatened, much less if they actually were threatened. They, we do not know what actually happened. Um, there are, you know, she made an affidavit earlier that said that she was not raped or mistreated by Dr. Luke. He's come out and made his own statements. Um, the problem that I have with it is I think, I think the ruling was fine because the, the judge basically said, you do not have to work with Dr. Luke. Right. However, you did sign a contract with Sony Music – so you are under contract to record for Sony. Yep. She wants out of the contract completely. 
Now, I could be you and put on my conspiracy theory hat. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, it seems now that she only just kind of totally wants out of her contract, which is bullshit. You did sign a contract. You can now record. You are free to record with anyone that you want. You do not have to work with the person that you think treated you horribly, but you do have to work for Sony. Yeah. You there signed you the contract. Yes. So... <laughs> So okay. that's, I, I don't want to get into it any more than that. I just wanted to point out that once again, you, you did sign a contract. Okay. So. I, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> I, I, I didn't even have to chime in on that when you actually, you, you channeled the inner me. This is terrifying. <laughs> I'm going to fucking buy a dog and order fucking, you know, Kickstarter belts next. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So going back to Facebook here, um, mm. uh, We've been waiting a long time for this. We've talked about it probably 20 or 30 times on the show about the <laughs> expanded like button that was finally coming. And now it's here. Except it's not. Uh, it's. It's emoticons. Yeah. But <laughs> the only thing that's been enjoyable about this all week is people putting up their versions of, of buttons that we should have had. Yeah. Like the uninterested Travolta from Palm. Or from, uh, it's just great. There's been a bunch of animated gifts that people have been posting for different reactions. Okay. Such as the uh, I block your political post and it's like the monkeys. With the, okay. uh, all that sort of stuff. That's been hilarious. Um, but beyond that, I mean, okay. The next article that I put in the show notes is Facebook is looking to make virtual reality the future of social media. And it talks about their big plans for everybody wearing these stupid fucking headsets and yeah, that's going to be the future of social media. Yeah. It took Facebook about eight years just to add a button. <laughs> we, that's all I'm saying. Like oh. this, this fast progress that we keep thinking is going to keep happening. Eight years to add dislike. And then they even fucked that up. Oh, they totally screwed up. <laughs> No, these new these, the new buttons are terrible, and everybody's been talking about the picture of Zuckerberg walking through the audience with the fat white guys all in their headsets. It looks that like 1984. Was one of the most pathetic photos I've ever seen. And the, if this is the future that we are hurtling towards, I want no part of it. Well, you know what? Fortunately, I think somebody's probably going to be make, making Wall E faster, so we can have we can have Wall E come save the day and get everybody out of their virtual reality fat beds. Yeah, that that photo it. is absolutely hilarious. And oh man. Just so classic. Yep. I really hope that guy got paid for it, but he probably didn't. I'm sure he didn't. And we'll be right back. But now a word from our sponsors. Security? Ha! Apple's been in the news a little tiny bit here and there. <laughs> um, I, I heard guess something about it. Yeah, they've got a little beef. Yeah. A little bit of a beef. With, a little, little uh, problem. Yeah, with the government. We talked about it last week a little tiny bit. Well, last week uh, they only wanted access to one phone. Did hmm. they ask for access to a couple more? They got a couple, they got a couple uh, more phones couple, lined up after that. Yeah. 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 yeah, Didn't see that coming. No, not at all. <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> I'm going to uh, – uh, This is here's what we're going to do with this one. Because we are not lawyers. Nope. We do not play lawyers on the internet. Nope. We don't know our ass from a hole in the ground when it comes to law. Nope. Uh, we're going to put a bunch of links in the show notes yep. and uh, let you read them mm -hmm. and uh, make your own decision. Because on this one, even Bill Gates came out against Apple, which I thought was very weird. He's kind of backtracked a bit on that one. It's not really not that really. much. Yeah. No, he stands by his original statements, but the, mm -hmm. that uh, that FT article really kind of painted him as being like, fuck Apple, <laughs> let him open it up. <laughs> uh, but the funny part is Microsoft is behind Apple. Yes. So since Bill Gates is no longer Microsoft, even though he owns a metric <laughs> hoop ton of it, 
Um, <clears throat> but he does not speak for his employer anymore. Or, no, uh, or his company. company. His ex-company. Ex-company. Whatever we're going with that, yeah. Um, and, you know, <clears throat> so we've got a bunch of stuff in here. They're taking it to Congress. They're like, screw this. We are, we're going to fight and fight and fight. Apple's lawyer states if we lose it, it will, it will lead to a police state, uh, which yeah, plausible. You know? <laughs> Here's, I mean, granted, they're uh, not the biggest cell phone manufacturer in the world, but, but they're they're pretty up there. Yeah, you know, um, Android. You just go hacking Android. If if <laughs> if Android actually had the same security as Apple did, then you know we'd be in the same boat with Google. But but they yeah. don't. So yeah. And even the FBI director <laughs> says uh, this is the hardest question I've seen in government. Uh, yeah, this is this is going to be a very big deal, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it comes down to what kind of world you want to live in. Yep. And, uh, and there's a New York Times article with, uh, is talking about Apple is actually trying to make it harder to hack their phones, which uh, shouldn't you be doing that every damn day? You'd <laughs> that's, think. Um, that's, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> you, you would think that that would be one of the uh, primary driving forces behind the development. But exactly. Uh, guess not. <laughs> we want these things to be as secure as possible, Af- especially mm-hmm. after, uh, uh, what was it, the fappening? You know, <laughs> I think, honestly, I think this is really, the fappening is what, is pushing them because they're like, we cannot have our celebrities <laughs> boobs on the internet again. <laughs> well, okay. But the fappening was actually not so much hacking the phone as hacking your cloud data storage that your phone uses. Social networking. They yeah. use social networking to get through <laughs> Apple's customer support to redo it. But yes. yes. Um, mm-hmm. Well, we'll see how this is all going to play out. It's, it's a very interesting story and I am in, I'm on team Apple with um, this one. Yes. Grumpy old geeks fully support Team Apple for for this a hundred percent, and it, it it's it's the precedent that is disturbing uh, because again, like we talk about, uh, we're, we're there is no such thing as just your phone anymore. There's your phone, and then your, there's your iCloud, and pretty soon it's going to be your Internet of Things that are connected and you're controlling with your phone, and it's uh, yeah, it's important. This it's is really extraordinarily, really extraordinarily we, important, more important than any of the other shit that we've bitched about many many times. On this show. This is this is probably the number one issue of our times right now. The fun part about this is this is what we've been talking about since we started the show. Since yeah. we started the security segment three years ago, we have finally gotten to the point where people are actually paying attention to this stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's an article in USA Today called, I Got Hacked Mid-Air While Writing an Apple-FBI Story. This is one of the worst headlines <laughs> because it is such a tease that he, he was hacked because he was writing an Apple FBI story. No, that just was, happened to be what he was doing. Yes. <laughs> and he was using GoGo, uh, you know, the GoGo internet, which yep. is terrible. Terrible. But he <clears throat> wasn't also using a VPN like we, you know, talk about on the show too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should check out, uh, if you go to grumpyoldgeeks.com, turn off your ad blocker. <laughs> and in the sidebar, there's a link to private internet access, which is the VPN that we use. Then he just wouldn't have been, you know, yeah. Available to the hacker that was sitting in the back of the plane that was just scanning the Wi-Fi network. Yep. But the, you know, this is this is all deep dive stuff for most normal human beings. Mm-hmm. They, they don't think about this stuff, they don't know about this stuff. And the one plus of this Apple story just being everywhere is maybe people will start. Yeah. No, I had a friend the other day. She's just like, she texted me and she's like, Hey, I need some spyware for my Mac. And I'm like, Why do you need spyware for your Mac? She's like, to keep the viruses off. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, that's, that's antivirus. She's like, what's spyware? I'm like, well, it lets people spy on you. Yes. <laughs> Why would you want to put you, some spyware you on your computer? That, you don't want to add that. <laughs> no, people just don't quite get it. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so this was, uh, we're, the links in the show notes, but yeah, it was, I think this was a kind of a baity headline. 
Uh, for sure. Wait, there's baby headlines on the internet? Uh, yeah, it was USA Today. Tomorrow, the world. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so, um, yeah, we've got so much stuff in here about Apple that I, yeah. I, I recommend everybody dig in. And I haven't even had time to watch Tim Cook's big interview, uh, his half-hour interview. He's like, where they said the federal authorities are trampling civil liberties, which, you know, yeah. uh, they've been doing that since 9-11. This is yeah. not new. No, this is not new. I'm just glad somebody's finally standing up for it, which is, I'm glad it's Apple. Yeah, me too. Uh, we It's somebody with enough clout and power and money to fund this battle. Um, and yeah, it's it's beyond important. So go Apple. Yep. And in in the civil liberty, <laughs> civil liberties, civil, <laughs> That's a, civil shepherds, civil shepherds. Oh, man. So uh, moon was it moonlighting? Moon, uh, moon. Oh, crap. I don't remember the name of the show. I thought it was Moonlighting. Moon I thought it was Moonlighting. Okay, yeah, Bruce okay. Willis was Civil Shepherd, yes. It was a good show. Oh, yes, it mm. was. That shows how old we are. Nice. Um, anyway, predictive policing is in the news, and Dig has a really good roundup. I never thought I would say that again. <laughs> uh, this is like Brian talking about <laughs> going with Uber. Um, Dig has a really good write-up on all of the predictive policing articles that are out there and why it's dangerous and what you need to know about it. Um, yeah, I mean – uh, big data. Uh, this relates directly to big data. That's what the police are going to start to use to do all this sorts of stuff. I don't have a problem. Uh, it's going to happen uh, with almost every industry. And until everything. we get to the precogs. And, yes, until we get to the <laughs> precogs. I mean, this stuff is going to happen. I don't really have a problem with it. What I have a problem with is the blind belief that this is going to solve everything and it's always right. Yeah. And and the problem with these tools is that people then get lazy and just 100% go, this is the way it's going to be. And it, it needs to be one of the tools in your tool belt, not the only one. Yep. And the problem is that the police and everybody end up using this as their only tool. Yeah, because as, as we know, <laughs> the police aren't really uh, – they're not really into <laughs> serving and protecting anymore. No. We know that <clears throat> just from the big data. Yeah. <laughs> Or the small data. Yeah, the, the San Francisco Weekly blurb that uh, Dig pulled is is one that I'm just 100% on board. It's, um, you know, the belief that there's a killer app for everything, including crime fighting. There's not. It, again, one tool in your tool belt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, even Batman had multiple <laughs> tools on his tool belt. Yes. So if you're going to fight crime, have many tools. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we, we, let's talk about some light bulbs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Friend of the show, Kenny from Twitter, sent us uh, this link. I bought some awful light bulbs so you don't have to. Um, <laughs> unsurprisingly, the Internet of Things not ready for prime time. Go figure. Mm-hmm. No, these are hackable. <laughs> They're just it, look. This username is, and passwords are hard coded into the app. Yes, you do not do that. No, you don't do that <laughs> unless you are thirteen years old. In building an app in 1992, you yeah. know, it's, mm-hmm. no, nowadays we have these things called hashes. Even us old people, we hash things. Yes. No, this is, this is ridiculous. Yes. It's, this is what's going to happen when you buy cheap knockoffs. And even when you buy the good stuff, mm-hmm. they don't care about security. That's why, you know, the government is trying to lean in at least with automakers at this point. They're saying, you know, we talked about this a couple of shows ago where mm-hmm. they're trying to get the automakers to talk to the security experts and the hackers. Yeah. So you don't make a mistake like hard coding SSIDs and, as well as everything else. Yes. And and this <laughs> is down to just a light bulb. You yeah. know, any anytime you put something on your network, that is a way to get into your entire system. So every single component needs to be looked at with scrutiny. Mm-hmm. It's it's ridiculous. It is. It is. I mean, I want to almost start to see like labeling on these products that tell you 
Like there needs to be an independent commission that reviews everything for security purposes. Grumpy old geeks are available for such work. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, the Grumpy Old Geeks Consultancy. Yes. Uh, Google is launching Project Shield to protect news sites from DDoS attacks. Yeah. Not porn sites. Nope. Just news sites. Just news sites. I think porn sites are more important, but <laughs> because nobody pays for the news anymore, so the news is, you know. <laughs> nobody really pays for porn either, Jason. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, man. Look, we're just going down the crapper. Uh, what do you people can't get for? paid to show your boobs anymore. You know, the world's gone down. I know <laughs> we're going to have belt porn soon. That'll be the thing. Mm. Look at my new belt. I paid for this belt. So this was something I found on mm -hmm. Boing Boing. And what they're doing is kind of taking over like, like a site with like Cloudflare yeah. that we use that handles your DNS in case of a DDoS attack and mitigate the attack and route around it. Google's doing that with their massive infrastructure and you, get, you can sign up for it and it's, you know, for news sites instead of your homebrew WordPress install that you have just kind of sitting on your HostGator account somewhere, yep. you know. Yep. Yeah, that the client doesn't uh, pay for any security on. Exactly. Which is my situation all the time. I'm like, <laughs> we really need to do some stuff here, guys. Why? We're not going to spend money we don't need to spend. Look, you've called me <laughs> in to, to, for the same thing on, yep. on some of your bigger clients. Yep. which. I will not mention because I too am a professional. <laughs> um, the best quote of the article is, uh, this is an example of what Bruce Schneier calls feudal computing, where individuals and groups swear allegiance to a large and powerful quote unquote Lord <laughs> who protects them from bandits and opposing Lords. Yeah. So we're in the middle ages and in, in a virtual <laughs> computing land. Exactly. All of this has happened before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where's my internet sword? Comment of the week. We've got some contest entries for our pick a new tagline for the grumpy old geeks. First one comes from great friend of the show, Lawrence Lee. He says, fuck them all and let God sort it out. Okay. Yes. Very aggressive. Yes. Uh, Jeff Donaldson sent donors choose because we give a fuck. Really? So I talked to Jeff <laughs> about this. I'm like, no, no, no. It wasn't for donors choose. It was for us. And why would they put the word fuck in there? And he's like, ah, it works for both of you. Okay. <laughs> Heather Hollins writes in, clear out the earwax and hear complaints from curmudgeons with computers. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, Shel, Shel, Shalel Matt? Shell Matt. Well, there's a couple extra L's in there. Oh, Shalelo. Yeah, Shalelo Matt. Grumpy old geeks were not your grandpa's friends. All right. And Kindergarten Rock says, gorgeous, glib, geeks obviously you have not seen us no oh, i well i beg <laughs> but i'm flattered That's so i think flattered. we have a winner we have a winner kindergarten rocks is the winner of the donors choose giveaway we will be sending you some uh, info with uh, how to redeem your 50 dollar uh, coupon for donors choose thanks uh, everybody for playing along thank you very much it was fun yes uh we got some more feedback as well uh, on twitter um Moss6502, who's written us more than a few times. Uh, thanks for posting the new Lush video. Man, remembering when I was a big fan was a big punch right in my middle-aged balls. Yeah, because it was a long time ago. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Uh, thanks so much. Glad you enjoyed it. I thought the song was fantastic, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing them next month. All right. Mm -hmm. Blonde Sazzle writes us on Twitter. says, first houses were hacked, now cars. Well, we know about the cars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nissan Leaf electric cars hack vulnerability disclose. And we have an, uh, a link in the show notes to B the BBC mm -hmm. talking about how the uh, the Nissan Leafs were have been hacked. Yes. 
And we don't really care because we're never going to buy a Nissan Leaf because they're kind of ugly. They are a bit ugly. <laughs> uh, J.S. Lester wrote us on uh, Twitter saying, hey, I'm Boston Yankee on iTunes. Glad you liked my five-star review. Beers on me if you guys ever head out east. Thank you so much. You you were not the person I thought you were, but uh, if I ever end up out in uh, Boston, I suppose, I will uh, find you and we will have beer. Yes, and if you come to L.A., beer's on us. Yes. All right, and we have a new iTunes review from Quip. <laughs> informative and well-rounded tech chatter. I would recommend it to any geek intellect that enjoys some twisted, grumpy IO. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so you can find us on Twitter at GOG podcast or at Patreon at patreon.com slash GOG. We're now on Instagram at Instagram.com slash grumpy old geeks. Hey, any, any opportunity for, for yeah, somebody yeah. to find us and, and talk to us. We're happy <laughs> okay. about, uh, we have a website at grumpyoldgeeks.com where you can listen to shows, leave feedback, or better yet, ask us questions that we can read on the air. If you have any friends, please tell them about the show and please, please, please let me get what I want this time. Sorry. I'm thinking about Smith. <laughs> uh, if you like the show, drop us an iTunes review. They really do help us out and only take a minute or two. Just go to grumpyoldgeeks.com slash iTunes and it'll take you right there. Library. This week I read Deep Work, Rules for Focused Success in a Distracted World by Cal Newport. We talked about this book a while ago when we were talking about uh, his other books that I had read, which was uh, So Good They Can't Ignore You, was the one that I'd read and I'd interviewed him on a show, but I finally got around to reading his new book, and oh my god, everybody that listens to this show should read this book. Stop tweeting and read the book. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Isn't that basically what the book says? Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of it. Yeah, um, okay. But it's very nuanced in in mm-hmm. how he works. And it, because, I mean, he, he's amazingly hard to get a hold of. It took us a, almost a year to get him to do the interview because he's so hard to get a hold of. You, There's no email address on his website. He doesn't tweet. He doesn't go on Facebook. You know what he does? He writes good books and he works. But, and then he's how, done. But how does he build his brand? He does not. Well, oh. actually, he does by writing good stuff. <laughs> and then other people promote it for him. But he doesn't work past 530 because you know what he does? He has a life with his wife and his kids, and he wants to go home and relax and enjoy himself. So all in all, it's- uh, I like this guy. Uh, dude, Cal, uh, Cal <laughs> was so cool on the show that we did. I'll, I should link that in the show notes too. But he's, he's a smart dude, and he's younger than us, and he figured this out way early that this is what you really need to do. I'm going to read it. I mean, I think, you know, we've, we've talked a lot on the show about, you know, trying to scale back and how we're really just kind of chasing our own tails with social media. And it's, it can be depressing and it certainly breaks up your workflow and your day and, and takes you away from, you know, the real hashtag goals that you should have because you're just <laughs> posting about hashtag goals. Um, it's, it, it's, yeah, I'm going to definitely give this a read. And I really wish that, I, my job, my job didn't involve being on social media as much as it is. Cause I would love to be off of it. Oh yeah. I would love to, I would love to get rid of it too. But then how would the peoples know about our Instagrams? Yes, I know. Hashtag, hashtag GOG podcast. Hashtag GOG podcast. <laughs> so yeah, unfortunately it's a, it's part of my work life, but I'm going to read this for tips about how to separate and scale back a bit because I need to do it. I think you'll get in, especially you will <laughs> get inspired by this. And I think anybody like us who has been like in the business for a long time and we're always distracted. Yeah, we'll get some tips out of it. I've I've made some changes. I can't make all the changes that I would like to, uh, but for the most part, I've I've done some things that have calmed me down a lot this for the past like week Excellent. since I read this. So definitely check it out if you are bouncing around and doing too much stuff. That's me. 
Gonna have to give it a read. Uh, speaking of that, uh, I ended up reading the book that uh, that I read this week because I was bouncing around and doing too much stuff. <laughs> and at one point, I was like, uh, I was trying to work, and uh, Star Trek Two: Wrath of Khan came on TV, so I'm watching Star Trek Two and working and tweeting about it. Uh, but. Uh, I also, uh, I, Shatner's doing the rounds of promotion right now. I think he stopped by Corolla's podcast and I listened to some of that. So I thought you stopped listening to Corolla's podcast. Well, what I happens? saw William Shatner was on. Oh, okay. I love the chat. Okay. Well, it's not to love about him. Anyways, <laughs> he was on and he's promoting a book that he wrote about, uh, Leonard Nimoy and his, uh, long relationship with him, the ups and downs that they had. So um, I basically bought it immediately and read it and, you know, it's Shatner, so it's not like the world's best class of writing or anything. But uh, <laughs> I was going to say, as you're reading it, do you read it in Shatner's voice? Oh, of it's course like, you do. Okay, it's like, Leonard Nimoy was my <laughs> friend yeah. for 50 years. You know, <laughs> you have to put in the Shatner pause. I can't believe you could get through this book in a week with all the Shatner pauses. Well, that's why I didn't read anything else. <laughs> ah, good point. Good uh, but point. it was actually really good. I mean, if you're a Star Trek fan. Uh, at all. You're going to love this. Uh, really goes in depth into Leonard Nimoy's history, things I didn't know about. Also Shatner's history. I also didn't realize how close they actually were for, for periods of time. I thought that everybody was kind of always off. Screw Shatner. <laughs> Screw that uh. guy. But uh, they actually were quite close. And it's uh, there's some really touching moments in the book. And it was especially when you've just watched Wrath of Khan. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually want to bring something up because mm. I, I always thought that they were at odds with each other. But remember, this was like in in, in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put out a, a documentary where they had a conversation called Mind Meld. They, he that? discusses it in the book, and I didn't really remember it. So I want to go back and actually watch that. Yeah, I actually own that on DVD in, in the vault at my dad's <laughs> house somewhere. But I bought it mm-hmm. when it came out. And I can't remember who farted. It was one of them who farted. Did he talk about that in the book? No, he didn't mention the farting. I think it might have been Nimoy who farted. Because he's like, did you just fart? And they left it in the whole thing. It's <laughs> like, oh, That's man. Kind of how we do our podcast. Exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, the Sanderson's book last week, uh, Brandon Sanderson? Yes. Uh, we've, we've talked about his series for a while. We've also talked about Peter Klein's series, The Ex-Heroes. And I just found out. There's a new one, number five in the series called Exile. Yes, you texted me that yesterday, and I bought it immediately, and then you asked me if I finished reading it. Well, you texted I, me yesterday. I, I know. Well, <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> I, I have not read it all yet. I am very excited, though. I do have it, and I've started it, but uh, I've, I love the series, so yeah. great to see a new one. I think you should read it in the voice of Shatner. You want me to take two weeks? Or <laughs> would you like to talk about this book next week? Because like I about can this. do that, and it will take some time. Perhaps we shall do our whole podcast this way next week. Spock. We'll be right back. Enjoy a word from our sponsors. Software, apps, and gadgets. I, I don't know how I saw this. This is, again, maybe I'm it, it, I'm sure it came up as like a Facebook ad or something. Too much social media. Too much distraction. But I'm glad I did see it because... This is everything wrong in the world. Uh, Talkspace is a new app. It's online counseling and therapy. So you can get the app and you can chat with – it's like having a therapist in your pocket, they say. <laughs> um, get guidance and advice from licensed therapists. So, uh, uh, yeah, what could possibly go wrong? Um, and this is version 4.6, so I don't think this is new, dude. No, no, but it's the first I've heard of it. Uh, I do enjoy the one-star reviews that say things like, do not use. <laughs> I would give this app zero stars if possible. Uh, there's quite a lot of negative reviews in here. And look, if you really need therapy, I'm thinking 
Pay for it. Pay for, well, they do take money through the app. Okay. So you can pay for it, but uh, I, there's something to be said for in-person. Go to a place where they have an office and you can look at the wall and see their certificates of you know, yes, proficiency and things like that. It's very important if you're a therapist uh, or in need of therapy to have that real connection, that physical, yeah. I'm looking at you, I can see the tension, I can see what's happening. Yes. Go in person. As we were saying earlier, there is not an app for everything. And there is not, not. Uh, the, uh, there's not a perfect solution and it's generally not an app. Yeah, no, it's not an app. And if, I mean, if you're in crisis, you can call a crisis hotline, but then immediately go see a human being in person because that's the most important part. I've been to therapy and you cannot get it in an app. You cannot. Uh, But what you also cannot get in an app is a magical eco-friendly hobbit home. Yeah. It can be buried in your backyard. These are cool as shit. (laughs) (laughs) They really are. I don't know what else to say about it. These are pretty awesome. Uh, we got the link in the show notes. Look at it. I've, if I had a big yard, I would and, and a ton of extra cash from yeah. driving my Uber. Um, <laughs> I would totally get one of these. They are kind of cool. Yep. I got to give them that. Yep. Oh man, <laughs> it's <laughs> and you can get different fronts on them. You just got to check these out. Yep. I mean, seriously, if no, it's it's really cool. I mean, <laughs> you know, obviously you have to be into Lord of the Rings, otherwise this will have zero appeal to you. But. Uh, <laughs> Well, no, if you just want kind of a cool underground bunkerish type home. Look, I I would say instead of buying one of those metal sheds that you always see the commercials for on late at night, uh, get one of these. Yeah, instead of a tiny home, get a crappy piece of land that's cheap and then spend all your money putting this in. Get a round door. Do they, they, they don't, they should sell round doors. They really should. But they have swimming pools. You can get, you can get one of these. You can get a hobbit home with a swimming pool and a hot tub. I was not aware that hobbits swam. Oh, man. So I don't have a standing desk anymore, mainly because I can't afford a big enough one, but I might be able to now. Uh, This company, Autonomous, has really nice looking standing desks that are mechanical that Mm -hmm. you can raise and lower so you can sit in the evening and stand in the morning or vice versa, depending on your your tastes, uh, for 300 bucks. Yeah. I mean, these look great. It's a good Good price point for it. Um, I would totally get one, except I'm still in my weird transition period, and I don't really know what the hell I'm doing. I could be working for someone in the near future. I could be having my own office in the near future, or I could just stay continuing working at home. So until I actually sort that out, there's no point in me investing in something like this. But if you are looking for a standing desk, this is a great price. And I would be remiss if we didn't point out the the second photo. Is- <laughs> I knew you were going to do it. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. The second photo is uh, one of these desks in an Uber office. <laughs> Here's the funny bit about it. It's outside of an Uber office. So they may have just taken it to Uber. They may have Ubered the desk to the Uber office. And just put it, it there for the photo took, op. Took a photo and took it home. <laughs> It'd be funny if they lifted it home. <laughs> But yeah, no, check them out. They're, they're, they're cheap and they're, they're decent. Media candy. I desperately want to discuss the X-Files right now, but I can't because Jason is behind. What you, you texted me about it yesterday and I just didn't have time to watch them all. (laughs) (laughs) This is one of those few things that it's old school. It's, 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 in our wheelhouse, it's something we talked about for months before it actually showed up. You think you would have watched it in at least semi-real time, but you are two no. episodes behind, and I was looking forward to this discussion all day. I'm sorry if I'd have known, <laughs> because what I've been doing is finishing up Downton Abbey. <laughs> 
Uh, maybe we should out, do a spoiler cast on Downton Abbey. It turns out that <laughs> one of the things that keeps my dog calm in the morning is sitting on the bed and watching Downton Abbey with me. She yeah. likes the music and the the vibe. A and dowager it, would calm down anyone. I, she just she sits there and she loves it. So I can check my email without having to worry about what the fucking dog is eating, like my furniture, or my carpet, <laughs> or anything else. And she just sits there and watches Downton Abbey and chews on her bone. So yeah, well, uh, end result we can't talk about X Files yet. Hopefully next week. But next uh, week, those yeah. of you out there, you know, you know what I'm thinking. Okay, I'll be. I'll, I am <laughs> looking forward to it. Um, I did start to watch Vinyl, the new HBO series. Mm-hmm. Have you? I've heard it's horrible, so I have not watched it yet. Twelve minutes is as far as I lasted. It was that bad. It's a shame because the look, the feel, the concept, all of it is right up my wheelhouse. And all I've heard from people is it's horrible and it's only going to get worse because this is the only one that like all the major principles that are really, really good are involved in. So, so the funny thing about Mm -hmm. it is it's like, it's kind of like playing a game of telephone. Like somebody, some kid wrote this after listening to what it's like to do cocaine and go (laughs) to a concert and see like a crazy club. It's like within the first 12 minutes, you see a guy scoring Coke and doing Coke. Mm-hmm. And you'd think it is the most amazing thing in the world. He's like orgasmic. And then this rabble of people come running over his, like jumping on his car, going to a concert where there was no one in the street before. Right. And then they get to the concert and it's already full, but then there are people outside, but people are getting blown in the, in the hallways and stuff like that. And it's just like, it is so poorly okay. written just and directed. All right. It's, it's a mess. It is a total mess. I would not waste even the 12 minutes that I spent. Let me be a cautionary right. tale on vinyl. Uh, if anybody out there has seen it and thought it was good, let me know because I have yet to hear anybody tell me it was good. So Interesting thing. Somebody that my roommate works with who is 21 years old, mm-hmm. watched it and loved it, thought it was amazing. That was the best thing you ever saw. Maybe it's from having just the complete disconnect. I mean, I'm not even old enough to really, I, I wasn't running around in the seventies doing any of the stuff, but, yeah, it started I, in I, but I'm old enough to have a touchstone to that period. Yes. Maybe if you're just completely disconnected from the seventies and punk rock, this could be fascinating. Maybe that's the deal. I don't know. It was just, it was <clears throat> terrible. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, that's, that's not good. No. Um, something that I'm hoping will be good. I've, I've talked about AbFab, the show itself, mm-hmm. and the fact that the movie is coming. The, the first official trailer is now out and we do have release dates. July 22nd, sweetie, honey, I'm going to be in a theater. All right. <laughs> uh, July 1st, if you're in the UK and you're lucky enough for that. Oh, so July 2nd, I can just watch it at home. Oh yeah. It comes out in Sweden July 2nd. That, that's, that's the way we phrase these things on this show. Indeed. <laughs> and speaking of Sweden, uh, uh, there may be less of a need for it because the great unbundling continues. I found some more news about that. Uh, the FCC has put through a proposal that will basically, as I was stating, open up cable systems to anything. So in theory, you'll be able to get your cable through your Apple TV, your, your Google bots, uh, your Amazon box, maybe even your Android so that's that Amazon would be a, Fire Stick. Yes, that will be a bit of a game changer. So we'll see what happens. It's funny. I actually bought a TV this week, so um, I might actually get me one of those Amazon Fire Sticks. Really? I might try it. You're gonna give it a shot. I've got the Chromecast. Um, obviously, that doesn't. It, there's nothing built onto it. You can yeah, just toss just things a, to, from your computer to the yeah. TV, which is nice. And obviously, I, you know, we both have the Apple TV, which I pretty much love. Although I do have to say, I don't know if I mentioned this before. That remote is so annoying. Isn't it terrible? The remote for the Apple TV 2 
has a touchscreen vit on it that if you reach to grab the remote, you will touch and it will screw up whatever you were doing. It will either scrub it, it will <laughs> knock it forward 30, it'll knock it or back. In my yeah. case, because it's connected to my smart TV, if I'm watching regular cable and I just move the Apple remote and touch it, it will switch to Apple TV. Oh, that's terrible. Anytime I touch the remote, which that is the worst design in the world. It is. You know what's <laughs> funny? Uh, in my room where I got my new TV, I and my dumb TV, there is no internet connection on the TV. It is a dumb, cheap-ass TV. I grabbed my old Apple TV um, that doesn't do like any of that stuff. The old interface, everything. Right. Love it. That's love great. it. Hate the interface, but... I love it. I don't have to get download an app to watch Netflix. It's just there. It doesn't, I, in the middle of the night when I'm trying to fall asleep, I just grab it and I hit pause and it turns off. Yeah. I can't change the volume, but boo hoo. Um, <laughs> no, the, the, the new Apple TV was it Apple TV four. Oh, is it four? It's four. Okay. Um, is the inner, the user interface on that with the remote is yeah. so ungodly terrible. Yeah. I, I, I'm almost considering just like wrapping it in tape or bubble wrap or something when Seriously. I'm just having it sit around so yeah. I can grab the remote without screwing up anything else that's going on. You know what, you know what would be good <clears throat> for that Apple TV hmm. remote? A tinfoil hat. Oh, yes. Put a tinfoil yeah. hat on it. Well, okay, I'll <laughs> give that a go. Uh, in music news, I, I discussed the Massive Attack released Phantom app a couple of weeks ago where you got to do all kinds of stupid stuff to remix yes. songs and whatever. <laughs> Good promo, made people aware of Massive Attack, but a horrible listening experience if you actually want to listen to it. Thankfully, they actually just released the first single from the upcoming album. It's called Voodoo In My Blood. We have a link in the show notes. It's a great, weird-ass track. I okay, love it. Okay, cool. It's not even close to being a single. It's not. It, it's just weird and awesome. Awesome, I'll check and, it out. And uh, postpunk.com actually posted uh, some uh, live video from live video some video of the cure playing live in new york city from back in 1980 this was 17 wow. seconds era their second album this is before simon gallup is even in the band uh, it's awesome footage it's oh, really really cool this, yeah. uh 17 seconds one of my absolute favorite albums of theirs as well so it was great to see this footage uh link in the show notes check it out if you're a cure fan all right i'm definitely gonna check that out LAS has an interesting link. Um, audio tapes from NASA from the moon mission in 1969 have been released, and you hear strange musical sounds heard by the Apollo 10 astronauts while they were uh, while they were hanging out at the far side of the moon. It's pretty groovy. It's groovy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I was just looking at it, and it looks like a very much uh, one of those. Uh, what was the one that Leonard Nimoy did back in the day? Uh, oh, in search of in search of it looks very in search of it does uh but it's it, i mean this is something i don't think any was ever released or talked about or discussed i mean who knew there was still new information about the moon landing must be because they reshot it yeah because it never really <laughs> happened you know because because george lucas is is he can't do star wars anymore so now he's, he's doing the extended versions of the moon landing <laughs> yeah anyways it's, it's worth a listen it's pretty cool okay i found uh an article about uh, NASA thinks there's a way to get to Mars in three days, which is we could barely get to Australia in three days. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> They're talking about using the same technology that's uh, currently in use in particle accelerators, but on a big scale. Mm -hmm. uh, it's called Deep In. Or wow, could they go. get any more porny? 
<laughs> here's here's what I'm thinking. It's called Directed Propulsion for Interstellar Exploration. Now, it sounds like more Red Tube than Red Planet, but, you know, I yep. don't know. Yep. Oh, thank God they didn't call it Balls Deep. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, speaking of Australia, because I just mentioned it, uh, the Mercer 2016 Quality of Life uh, report has come out, which is the, this year, it's the uh, 23 cities with the best quality of life in the world. If you want to be warm, you're moving to Australia. The only okay. the only really warm cities in there are Australian. Perth and Sydney both get a mention. Uh, shout out to Canada, which has four cities on the list, and Germany five cities on the list. And uh, we're number one. We're number one. USA has zero. Yep, there <laughs> is no city in the United States of America that even gets close to ranking with the top twenty three with the best quality of life in the world. Shocking. Yeah, it's interesting that Vienna got number one. Vienna is number one. It's a beautiful city. Uh, I was what kicked I've... in the stomach on my 21st birthday by a cop there, so I don't think so. Okay, well, Jason disagrees with the number one rating. I found it interesting that Munich is number four because that's such a small city. I mean, I guess it, it's beautiful. The food is unbelievable. I was just there a little bit ago. Well, you know why? City. Beer. Yeah, beer. <laughs> it's number uh, yeah. four because of yeah. beer. Beer. Yeah, so and I was very pleased to see that uh, my second home where, where my wife is from and, and all that Toronto is in the list. So, and I agree with that. It's a great city. Yep. Except it's cold. It's cold. Yeah. Like I said, you are off to Australia if you want to stay warm and be <laughs> in one of the top 23 ranked cities. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also found a, another link on business insider uh, that I just thought would be of interest. So I threw it in the show notes, 101 things you thought were true, but have actually been debunked by science. Sure. It's a listicle, but it's a listicle because it has science. Solistical. <laughs> God. Yeah. I'm not going to point out any. It's just uh, if you're bored, and you're not paying attention to that whole stay off social media thing and actually focus hashtag goals on your life, go read this. Okay. <laughs> Myth, there's beaver butt secretions in your vanilla ice cream. I'm glad that's been debunked. Thank you, Business Insider. That was a big deal as well. <laughs> God. Yeah. Um, now, I've, I got this one from Tim Ferriss's Twitter account. Uh, it's Brian Johnson with a Y. Okay. Uh, it's a video called Explorations. And it's just interesting because he talks about what's coming up in technology and what what scientists and kids are thinking about how we can do things going forward. And it's just one of those things because it's it kind of, it makes me happy because there are still optimistic people out there that think they can change the world in good ways, not because so they robot overlords are coming. They, they didn't interview anybody in Silicon Valley. Otherwise <laughs> it would just have been about some new like haircut app. No, these are scientists <laughs> who are talking about interesting things and it's not the, it's not the Uber for trees. Okay. <laughs> Let's go Good to know that, that I, I'll have to take a look at that. It's a five minute video. It's really worth the watch because it will kind of give you a little bit of uh, that little kick of optimism that uh, in this world of grumpiness and <laughs> pessimism, we kind of lose sometimes. Yeah, I could use that. I made me some money this week. How? I, I went to claimdog.com. I, I took a look at it. I punched my name in and, and I I really like, I thought there were like four Schulmeisters in all of the United States to begin with. And I know most of them because they're distant family. There's a Brian Schulmeister in Northern California who is apparently owed some money. So if you're <laughs> listening to this show, man, uh, I punched in my name. It ain't me. You've, you've got about 120 bucks waiting for you. Nice. <laughs> Nice. I got 55 bucks back from unpaid Google ads from way back <laughs> in like the early 2000s. 
And uh, there's a couple other ones I can do uh, for like some insurance stuff, but then you got to go through the rigmarole of a little bit more verification. But this one, I just put in my name and uh, some pertinence. Yep. Um, I paid them. It was it was a sixty dollar or sixty one dollar old ad check, mm-hmm. but I had to pay five ninety nine for Claim Dog to to process it. And then so I made fifty five bucks by just checking out money that I had, you know, s- sitting with the state. Yep. Who knew? Yeah. I've heard of, you used to have to go on infomercials late at night and buy a book <laughs> yes. and then write into and all the yes, different agencies. You would have to send in like multiple letters and then maybe you would get a check back or something. Yeah. Now it's all automated, but they take a piece. Yeah. Well, it's five, yeah. it's a flat fee of five ninety nine. Yep. There you go. So you can, you can do it or not, but you can check to see if you're owed any money. Or if I, nothing I else, it. you can find out everybody else that has the exact same name as you. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's what I got out of it. I found nobody that had my name. Uh, and I found this one, uh, Chris Messina, the inventor of the hashtag, passed this one along. Oh, excellent. Um, and I found something that uh, in the who knew category, if you live here in California, there is a preponderance of shopping carts that just kind of end up wheeled around and stolen and used by homeless people and whatnot. I, I, I don't and, think that's a California specific issue. but No, probably not. But it's definitely a huge one here in, in Los Angeles um, and San Francisco. And uh, at some point, you will eventually end up with one basically on your lawn that you don't want to touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just happened to me. Uh, <laughs> and there I, I was Googling around to see like, who the hell do I call to pick these things up? Who are you going to call? Uh, there's a there's a company. There, who is knew? There a, is there an app for that? <laughs> they don't have an app. The and the website is very 1990s. But, it's uh, <laughs> very 1990s. The it's California Shopping Cart Retrieval Corporation uh, has yes. deals with multiple companies, um, and as long as as long as the shopping cart is from the company that they service, they will come pick it up. In theory, I've signed up. They haven't shown up yet. I would like to point out that <laughs> on the homepage. Mm-hmm. There is a link for the App Store app. Oh, so you, they there do is have a app. cart app. It's okay. like, would you like to report a lost cart? And uh, click the big red button. <laughs> this this site is so 1997. It's not even funny. Well, I feel <laughs> stupid for using their website when I could have spent even more time downloading an app that yes. I would never use again. Yep, you could have yep. got the app. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Love it. Now, I'm 44. How old are you, Brian? 42. Okay. Now, I found a list of words that are turning 40 years old this year. Oh, boy. This is kind of scary. Did you know that Bollywood is only 40 years old? Um, no, but it sounds plausible. Startup is 40 years old. (laughs) That's when they actually meant something. (laughs) That's when startup was actually just the beginning process of a company, not the final state. (laughs) Yes. Hacker is 40 years old. Uh, That's, well, yeah, okay, all right. Black helicopter surprises me. Black helicopter, yes. Yeah, there's some conspiracy theories there. Um, Trekkie. Look, everything is like relating to everything else, this this show. It's kind of weird. It is, (laughs) Uh, except Jazzercise. Oh, yeah. Download. (laughs) Europop. Ebola. Let's, yeah. (laughs) Exit poll and Super Tuesday. Mm -hmm. It's an interesting list. Uh, Micromanage and going forward. Okay. And, but, but the best one, Richard Dawkins uh, coined this one, meme. Meme. Yeah, meme is 40 years old. <laughs> How knew, edgy. I'm sure he had no idea it was only going to be about cats in the future. Closing shout outs. I uh, give a shout out to the uh, friend of the show, Brian, who spells his name properly like I do with an I, like a real human being. 
he's a uh, listener of the show, old friend of mine who I haven't seen in years, and I caught up with him for drinks last night, and it reminded me how weird it is what we do, Jason. And when you meet <laughs> up with someone who knows everything about you because he listens to you talk about your life every week, and uh, you know jack shit about them. So you have to catch up with them, and they just kind of laugh at you. That's why everybody should have a podcast. Oh, yeah. Everybody does, don't they? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> oh, man. So I would like to uh, throw a shout out to my co-host, Brian Schulmeister, for coming out to the studio today. Ooh, I should get a shout out for fucking driving to Woodland Hills. Uh, shut up. I drove to Santa Monica <laughs> for 40 times yes, before you drove out here once for a you show. You know what is at the end of that drive? The beach. What's no, at the it's end not. of this drive? Well, you do have an in and out it's that I can see from the window. <laughs> it's where yes, I have an in and out and I went to your apartment. Okay. So, so we had Finn McCool's at your place. But anyway, thanks for coming out today and doing this show and bringing me some new gear for the studio. No problem, man. We got to lug that thing out now. Yeah. Yeah. We better get to it and then probably head over to in and out and yeah. then <laughs> animal style. <laughs> double, double. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I am Jason DeFilippo, and you can check me out at jpd.me. And I'm Brian Schoenmeister, and you can follow me on Twitter at SlenderFungus. Grumpy Old Geeks is a partially fan-supported show. Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash GOG. We really appreciate your support. If you don't want to or can't donate but still want to support the show, please go to grumpyoldgeeks.com slash iTunes and leave us a few words and five stars, or better yet, tell a friend about the show. Intro music for the show is provided by the band Among Us. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and Apple Music. Or you can donate through the Grumpy Old Geeks Patreon page at patreon.com slash GOG to get 10 exclusive tracks. Outro music for the show is provided by Andy Stochansky. You can follow Andy at twitter.com slash houseofandy, and he's also on SoundCloud at grumpyoldgeeks.com slash Andy. Show notes for all the links discussed in this episode can be found at grumpyoldgeeks.com slash 149.